1: 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 630 chad all right game three nba finals underway minute 44 left in the first quarter. Boston, a great start at home, leading Golden State 30-17. The series is tied 1-1. Oil Kings in half an hour at Seattle. Game four of the WHL final. Oil Kings up two games to one. We just had Andrew Peard, the Oil Kings play-by-play voice on the show. Blue Jays lost this afternoon uh, 8-4 to Kansas City. The Edmonton Elks are getting ready to go. They will visit the BC Lions on Saturday it's on 6.30, Chad, with coverage starting at 6.30. The game is at 8, and I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports receiver for the Elks, Emmanuel Arsenal. Emmanuel, you're on with Reed. How are you doing?
2: Man, I'm doing great.
1: It is great to have you. Now, first of all, so I don't uh, offend you, do you prefer Emmanuel or Manny, yeah. or do you care?
2: Um, I really don't care. Manny works, though. More people up in Canada know me by Manny.
1: OK, well, I believe uh, your Twitter account is it is Manny Show 84.
2: Who yeah, started, Manny Show it? 84.
1: Who started calling you Manny Show? Where did that come from?
2: Canada, honestly, um, the fans back in B.C., matter of fact, It just kind of stuck with Manny. Then it was like, hey, the Manny Show. And um, I just took that and put it on all my social media feeds. That way, it was like to create like a brand and get something going, um, so people can recognize number eighty four. Okay, good
1: stuff. Well, I know you have some fun with it, and I appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, kind of an interesting last two or three years for you. Just tell me how how you feel. This camp has uh, has gone for you. Do, you. do you feel a bit like a kid again, getting ready for the season opener here on Saturday?
2: Yeah, man, I really do feel like that. You know, it's a, it, was, it was a huge blessing. You know, to be able to come into camp, be able to compete, make it out healthy. But just to have that opportunity um, with no football in 2020 and playing in the indoor league in 21, um, you know, some doors you think would be shut or closed. But apparently it was still left cracked open for me to get back here in 2022 man, and get out there and being able to perform again here in the Canadian Football League. So I just look at everything as a blessing and um hard works works
1: well good for you and i'm looking forward to see seeing you play and yeah you mentioned that that stop on your journey you played with the frisco fighters of the indoor football league tell me about adjusting to the indoor league after playing traditional football your entire life
2: yeah it was yeah it was different i guess because everything was just like bang bang it happens fast you know you don't have it with the Canadian football field all the time in the world so it's like everything is sort of sped up uh, but it's a contact sport a lot of hit and take place and it's a lot of football you know it's entertaining but I have a whole new level of respect for the guys that play the indoor game and have an opportunity to get out there there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that goes into it it's a grind but like anything else man you got to have your heart in it and be committed But um, the indoor game is fast, it's fun, and it's exciting.
1: Maybe a silly question, but I'll ask, because there could be a really good answer. Was there an unusual (laughs) rule or something that you really had to get used to in the indoor league?
2: Um, Not really, other than the fact of um, (laughs) the, the wall part, knowing you can go over the wall, still catch the ball, just have to land, and it's still a catch. But I just guess... Getting used to that wall because it's undefeated and don't move. So that was the biggest difference, you know. You can run out of bounds in outdoor football, but if you try to run out of bounds in there, you're running smack dab into a wall. So that was the big difference. Um, just trying to stay away from that wall and knowing when to use it.
1: You got a new appreciation for what hockey players go through, right? You just get slapped. Oh on man, the I boards.
2: can just imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, and there's no padding for them. So yeah, they some real soldiers out there.
1: Okay, so you know, as you, so I think was that twenty twenty one you played indoor football.
2: Yes, sir. yep, twenty twenty one, yeah.
1: And then were you thinking, if you don't mind me asking, like, were you thinking, okay, this is it? Like, did you ever actually consider yourself a retired player, or, or tell me about your
2: mindset? No, uh, honestly, my mindset then was hoping to get an opportunity to come up in twenty one, but I guess with the um, pandemic parameters that went across the CFL. Um, they really wasn't bringing in any guys and kind of rolled with the rosters that was set when y'all had an expedited shortened season in 21. So my whole thing was the workout, stay in shape until the first kickoff of the 22 season, which would be now. And I was like, well, you know what, if a call don't come or nothing happened, you know, I'm fine with retiring. I made a good run. You know, it's been good to me. It set me and my family up. I built a lot of great relationships I was able to make a name for myself, but more importantly, man, the interaction that was with the fans. So I was going to give this 22 season like a go and just kind of see what come from it. Because um, during the pandemic, I was able to open up my own business, training um, youth athletes, um, middle school, ages on up, and kind of adjusted to life after football. Because I always knew that playing sports is your occupation and not your title. But I was going to stay in shape Just wait on the phone to ring until this 22 season, and if it didn't, you know what? I was grateful for the time and years I was able to put into it, because that would have been, what, 12 years of professional football.
1: Well, and I'm assuming uh, many more years of football in general. How how old were you when you started playing, and who got you into it?
2: I want to say, well, I was a late bloomer. I played one year of high school football my senior year, five or six games, and then Went to Alcorn State, where I was a four-year starter. Then that's when I ended up in Richmond, B.C., going to camp with the B.C. Lions. So for me, football really took off in 2005 when I got to college. Well, university. Y'all call it university, yeah.
1: Okay, so what sport or sports did you excel at then before you got into football?
2: Um, I was really undersized. So I had a growth spurt going into my senior year of 12 inches. So, I was pretty much around the neighborhood in Louisiana. I'm from a small town, raising pit bulls, hanging out. But, um, I participated in like baseball, um, base, basketball here and there. But I was baseball, football, you know, just to keep active playing. Um, everything was outdoors back then. It wasn't the iPads, anything like that. So, we had to play. So, I kind of just got in where I fit in. But I know, um, going into my senior year, I had my first opportunity. Um, Free safety receiver ended up breaking my forearm. That's why I only played five or six games, but still earned a full scholarship. So yeah, that's kind of how my story went. But I can get into it another day.
1: Well, I I find that, and you grew a foot. You said you grew twelve inches in one year.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a growth spurt. Yeah, I was always undersized. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't think that's a spurt. I think that's an explosion. (laughs) That's amazing.
2: Yeah, nah, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: All right, Manny Arsenal from the Edmonton Elks, uh, receiver, joining us tonight on Inside Sports as they get ready to open the season against the uh, the BC Lions. Okay, look, I've talked to a lot of athletes over the years, Manny, and they always tell yeah. me, you know, they got to adjust sometimes as they get later in their careers. They got to start playing with their brains as much as their bodies. And I'm not suggesting you're not in exceptional shape. Or, or anything like that, but, but you've got some miles on you. How, have you had to adjust some of the things you do on the field as you've gotten into this stage in your career? Do you know what I'm getting at?
2: Um, Honestly, man, I have really have one mode, and that's really to work hard and have a work ethic second to none. So um, that's kind of how my mindset. I'm different from a lot of guys. Cause like coming from nothing, not having anything and always having to prove myself at work is all I know. But, um, every day you go out there, man, you got to really work at your craft. Like I was just sitting here looking at practice, gym, you know, critiquing things. And, and it's all about the details, being able to dominate the details. And that's something that I figured out later in my career is that you know what to do. So once you know what to do, you need to actually dominate the details now. So how can I, do what it is. I know what to do better, and you want to be more efficient. So that's kind of how I look at it. Cause how I work, man, it, it really haven't stopped. Cause I treat every play as if maybe this is my last, and I'm kind of hard on myself when I'm not out there performing or, or or carrying out my role with perfection. But um, you know, a lot of adjustments come as you get older. They say play work smarter now harder, different ways of um manipulating the game if you backside, win the sprint, when not to. But um you really can't take plays for granted and the coaches that I've played under didn't allow that. So for me it's just always go hard. So I'm different from a lot of guys because maybe they rolled, they was able to, you know, take plays off or have time to adjust or rest their body or, you know, but for me, that's never been the case, being the head coaches that I played under. It was always those coaches that wanted you to put in the work and show up every single day.
1: That's awesome, Manny. Great answer. Thanks for sharing that. Do you have a favorite catch that you've made in your CFL career?
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll be my 2020. Now it'll be the 2010. Um, was that the Western semifinal game? We lost to Sask? Um, I caught the Hail Mary going in overtime, but we ended up not pulling that game off. But it was a catch to send it in overtime. We had lost to Sass in 2010. Um, That was probably one of my biggest catches. Lule threw me the Hail Mary. That's like a catch i never forget. And um, I guess it would be the catch in 19. I caught a post. I think it was my first touchdown versus Toronto. Um, Coming back, being able to play that 2019 season, but... You never know. Maybe my first catch of the 2022 season will be probably the most special one, being at everything that took place from not having football to getting back into football and to look at it, I'm back in it. So you know what? I might cherish the next catch to happen in the 2022 season.
1: Well, I'm predicting you're scoring a touchdown on your first catch on Saturday. That's going to be my prediction. Fair oh, enough. Man.
2: Yeah, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be nice. Hey, Manny,
1: uh, you know, thanks yeah. for coming on tonight. Uh, we wish you a great season here with the Elks. I know a lot of people are excited about seeing you play. I, I think you're going to even uh, make them bigger fans after hearing your uh, your honesty and your intelligence in this interview tonight. Go get them all season long, and I hope we can do this again soon.
2: Oh, man, thanks a lot. Appreciate being able to be on here. Thank you and everyone for your support.
1: Right on. That is Manny Arsenal from the Edmonton Elks checking in tonight. Uh, I love some of these stories with the uh, the football players, especially a lot of the American football players and their journey to and through the Canadian Football League. Uh, Arsenault's uh, had a great career. I mean, he's got uh, four seasons in the CFL of 1,100 or more receiving yards. He's been uh, between 800 and 1,000 three other times, so uh, hopefully a good veteran to help out the Edmonton Elks and quarterback, Nick Arbuckle, who is expected to be the starter on Saturday. Okay. We got to call a quick timeout. Uh, I know somebody called in before and we couldn't get them on. If that person is out there, we'll get you on now. 780-496-0063. A couple more comments from Oilers GM, Ken Holland. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Eight minutes and two seconds left in the second quarter. Game three of the NBA Finals. The series is tied 1-1, and we got the Boston Celtics in the lead. 46-31 over Golden State. Again, Oil Kings coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. You can listen on oilkings.ca or uh, watch it on TSN3. Okay. Ken Holland, Jay Woodcroft, answering questions today and of course uh, the GM of the team Ken Holland was asked about the pending unrestricted free agent who had a great half season with the Oilers Evander Kane
0: well, I mean obviously he's an unrestricted free agent um, am I interested in bringing him back yes I think he had a big impact on our team um you know, not only his ability to score goals, but he plays with an edge. Um, you know, I thought there was wonderful chemistry between him and Connor. Uh, you know, he didn't play in the first power play; he played on the second power play. So we we were just we were I thought we were a deeper when he when he joined our team. He made our team deeper. So can I keep him? Yeah. You know, again we've got his cap number is two million dollars. I don't expect him to play for a two million dollar cap number next year. I don't know what it is. I'd have to sit and uh, talk to his agent, Dan Milstein, but again, we got, I've got decisions to, to make and got to go through a process.
1: Yeah, I mean, a cap hit of $2 bucks, like Holland indicated, and likely to... I mean, could, he, could Keane quadruple that somewhere? Could he get $8 million from a team? Don't think he could get that from the Oilers. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Another pending unrestricted free agent for the Edmonton Oilers is defenseman Brett Kulak the uh, Stony Plain kid who I thought played pretty well for the team after being acquired at the deadline from the Montreal Canadiens. I think that would be a pretty good guy to to have back. I mean, 28 years of age, uh, kind of a solid all round player. I, I, I still quote what a caller said after one game that Kulak is often noticeably unnoticeable uh Cap hit was one point eight five million dollars last season. maybe you got to give him a bit of a raise, but I don't think it would necessarily have to be a a huge one here's what Holland had to say about kulak
0: I met with him yesterday i I told him that I told Brett that i'm going to get again i want to get through the next few days and I'll call his agent next week and thought he played real well um he's a local you know he's 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 a hes grew up here um and uh would love to have a conversation to see if there's a fit for him to stay so um You know, I'll talk to his agent, Jerry Johansson, next week, and we'll see.
1: Yeah, so another conversation that needs to happen. I I would think Kulak would be back if I had to make a prediction, again, from the area. Seemed to appreciate playing here, and I thought he performed well. I I never really considered Kulak a, a liability. With Nurse injured, there were a couple nights I was surprised Kulak didn't play more. I thought he might pick up some of Nurse's, and some nights he did. But I I thought there might be some nights where he might even play closer to 20, 21 minutes around the 16 or 17 that he was playing. But I I thought he had a pretty good season for sure. All right. Now, here's another key position, maybe the key position for the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, Ken Holland was asked uh, flat out today by Jim Matheson, do you have a number one goalie?
0: No, I don't think we have a number one goalie. I do not. No. We we have two 1As this year with, with Koski and Smitty. When they're both healthy, I'd I like them. I, you know, 1A and 1B. How do I describe 1A and 1B? The guys that can play 40 to 45 games. A, a number one goalie to me can play 55 to 60, 60. Yeah, I don't think many guys play more than 60. Um, now, Mark, what is there in the league? 10 or 12 of those? If, you, if we went by definition, you and I sat down. And, and the reality is... They're they're difficult to. I don't know if any of them are available. To, so I haven't worked the phone. I haven't worked the phone. I got to sit down with Smitty. I haven't met Smitty um, yet. I'm not sure what what he's thinking. I have not met Kosky. I think Kosky's today and Smitty's tomorrow. Um, I'm gathering information, and then I got then I got to make some decisions. What's that? You need one to win. Well, everybody, you, you <laughs> yeah, you 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 want one, but but I'm going to do the best the best. That that we, that we can't. um, I think, I think it's an all-encompassing. Do I want a number one goalie? That's a, a, a stud. That complete. Yeah, like I think thirty-two teams want that. It's like NFL quarterbacks. Like I, I mean, there's not thirty. You know, it's 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 a unique position. So there's 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 only a small amount of those. Certainly, and many of those mark. Many of those are home growing. They're drafted. They're developed. You know, you look at the the, 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 fi- the the last night's game, I mean, those two are home-growing, you know, Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. So certainly w- w- we've got hopes for Stu Skinner, but I think to, he's 23, to, to really expect that he, you know, he's going to come in and pay, play 50, 55, 60 games, I think is is, is much too much to expect and too much responsibility to put on him. So i got to go through a process and figure out what to do.
1: Yeah. So Koskinen is likely going to Europe. Smith might retire. We don't know, but it's possible. And as Holland indicated, and we know with Holland, he tries to develop players for as long as possible. So he indicated there he doesn't want to throw Stuart, Skin into a, Stuart Skinner into a number one role at the start of next season. So what is he going to do? I think that's something we're going to be talking about this summer. Will he make a trade? Will we, will, might there be two 1As again next season? And it's Skinner and somebody else who play 41 games each or so, which is probably what they would have done with Koskinen and Smith if they'd both been healthy the entire season. And he made a great point. The, the two, two goalies in the East that are going head-to-head now drafted and developed by their own teams. And that's probably the best way to do it. Now, who knows? Maybe three years from now, two years from now, we'll be talking about Skinner in those terms. Tough to do that this year because he hasn't played a lot in the NHL. Played fairly well when he did, but so uh, goaltending. That I mean, look, we that's been the number one topic throughout the year, right? Smith played well down the stretch, um, pretty good most of the playoffs. Sure, did you need a few more saves against the Avalanche? Absolutely, but the Avalanche were better than the Orders in a lot of other areas. So. Interesting stuff there from Holland. Again, we expect a, a, a contract, a, an extension for Jay Woodcroft, whatever you want to call it, next week. They're going to meet Monday or Tuesday. All right, uh, we're winding down. Thanks to everybody who checked in tonight. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. You heard from Manny Arsenault, Andrew Peard, and Kelly Rudy. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll be back with another edition of Inside Sports from 6 to 8. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. Also, don't forget the 630 Chad Gary Drager Golf Classic is back this summer. It's August 12th at the Links in Spruce Grove. Uh, of course, it uh, helps out 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. It's getting filled up, everybody. About 80% sold. We're going to sell out. So hop in, go to 630chad.com to register. My name's Reed. Have a good night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.